Here at the chamber, we love Natchitoches. Meat pies, steel magnolias, Christmas lights, they're all signature to our historic town. But you know what really makes Natchitoches special? The amazing people who choose to live and work right here. And that's who we're going to talk to. I'll give you the highlights of what's going on in town, and then we'll take a minute to chat with some of our favorite people. These are the folks who are actively working toward making Natchitoches a thriving community, and they've got some cool things to share with you. And who am I? I'm your host, Mags, the Chamber Event Coordinator at the Natchitoches Area Chamber of Commerce. Hey everyone, Mags here. In this episode of Chamber Chat, I got to sit down with the Commanding General of the Joint Readiness Training Center in Fort Polk, Louisiana, Brigadier General Patrick Frank. Now, General Frank is really, honestly, a rock star. It was my privilege to sit down with the man who has won the Bronze Star and the Legion of Merit and many other awards. I'm so excited that y'all get to hear our chat today about all the exciting things that are going on at Fort Polk. And we're back to Chamber Chat. Today, I'm joined by my fifth podcast guest, General Frank. General, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good. So tell me, what led you to choose to go Army? Uh, I was uh, actually at college, and uh, ROTC was one of the options that was available. And I always liked sports and doing stuff outside. Uh, it was also an opportunity to, to help pay for college. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I didn't think at the time that I'd spend uh, an entire career in uniform. I thought I'd probably do maybe four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but absolutely loved the Army. Mm-hmm. Um, after I got in, there's just all sorts of different experiences that I had as a younger officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I decided to make a career out of it. So how many years has it been in for 31 you? years for me. Awesome. Okay. So you are in leadership at the Joint Readiness Training Center, and you've been there for about two years, right? That's correct. Okay. So what is your role as commanding officer general there? What does that entail? Well, the Joint Readiness Training Center is one of three of the Army's what they call combat training centers. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is us. We've got a combat training center in Germany, Mm -hmm. and we also have uh, really our our partner here in the United States, the National Training Center out at Fort Irwin, California. At the training centers, we send our brigade combat teams. So here at JRTC, we have the infantry brigade combat teams, essentially the lighter forces for the United States Army. They come to train here. Uh, we provide, with the resources the Army gives us, an experience as close to combat as the U.S. Army can make it. Uh, we do that 11 times a year. Uh, we bring in a brigade combat team. Uh, plus, so we have nine battalions in this brigade combat team, 5,000 soldiers uh, that are out uh, fighting a replicated battle at JRTC. Uh, each month, uh, we take about one uh, uh, break in the summertime for our soldiers and one break uh, during the holiday time period. But other than that, uh, JRTC is always operating and uh, conducting those exercises. I see. So... I think that there are probably a lot of people who don't know a lot about the JRTC and probably, I don't think, understand how important it is to the economy in our region and to our state and how important it is to the Army. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, here in Central Louisiana, JRTC in Fort Polk is really a huge economic driver. We're about $1.4 in economic activity that comes out of the Polk. That's incredible. Um, the, we have about 8,000 soldiers in uniform, 
Uh, we got about 12,000 family members. Uh, soldiers live both on and off post, so they're in Leesville and they're in DeRitter and the surrounding uh, smaller communities around GRTC and Fort Polk. Um, and then we've got about 5,000 civilians that work for us on post too, and that's split between about 2,500 Department of the Army civilians and then about 2,500 contractors who help us run operations in the box, and they're really critical for us. Uh, we really couldn't pull off uh, these world-class exercises at JRTC if we didn't have that entire Army team working with us down at JRTC. That's incredible. So I know that there are a lot of existing connections between both Natchitoches and Fort Polk. Um, I don't know all of them. I know some of them are educational. Can you tell me about some of those too? One of the biggest ones is education. So NSU Mm -hmm. has a satellite campus right outside our gates at uh, Fort Polk. Uh, We've got a lot of soldiers and family members that take classes at that satellite campus, which is great for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They'll get off work. They can go down there. They're, They're taking a course at night. That's a lot of dedication for soldiers and their family members to be doing that, but that's all in pursuit of their education and furthering their career. Um, So we greatly appreciate NSU's partnership with that. And then Natchitoches really affords our Army families a day trip. Uh, They come up here and they make the drive up uh, and it happens a lot, Uh, but they really enjoy coming up. If you're just coming up to see a football game or you're gonna walk the street, the main street, go into some of the shops out there, uh, enjoy the scene out there. People absolutely love coming up here. It's a quality of life trip for them. Definitely. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I also love Natchitoches, so I think that there's a lot of great things to do here, so I'm glad that your people are getting making their way over here. So I know, though, that um, COVID-19 has really changed a lot for everybody this year, and I'm really interested to hear how it's affected your center and what kind of protocols y'all have had to put into effect to keep everyone safe? We've uh, stayed very closely aligned with the state. So we watch mm-hmm. Governor Edwards and the decisions that he's made out of Baton Rouge. Uh, we've aligned the steps that we've taken on the installation really along the same lines that the state has taken. Um, for a short period of time, we were what we call minimally manned. Uh, so we had soldiers. Uh, that were not coming into work every day, but we did provide them tasks that they had to do. They each had to do physical training every day, uh, and then they were provided something to do from their non-commissioned officer. Their sergeant would give them a task to do for that day. Uh, as the state transitioned, uh, our soldiers all returned back to a full duty status. Uh, we're completely back into training, and JRTC just recently led the Army back into large-scale collective training. Uh, We were the first combat training center to conduct another rotation in a uh, COVID-19 environment. Uh, We tested soldiers before they came out of Fort Carson, Colorado. Um, It was about 1,200 soldiers coming out of Fort Carson. We tested them there. Uh, They all arrived. We gave them their health checks uh, per CDC mandates uh, at at, uh, England Air Park in Alexandria. We, We drove them down to GRTC. We had about 2,025 of us that entered the box. We were all tested. Um, and over a 14-day period, no soldiers with COVID-19 training in the box. That's amazing. Yeah. It really went to the protocols that we put into place um, and all the different aspects of ensuring that we were still doing safe training. But the Army has to ensure that our soldiers are trained. Um, and that we are proficient in the tasks that the American people expect us to do. So it was great to 
uh, lead that effort uh, with JRTC for the Army and take us back into large-scale collective training at the brigade level. I see. So I know that you also have um, recently your 2028 campaign plan was just released. That's right. And I don't know what exactly that means, if I'm being honest. Sure. <laughs> so I was going to ask you to maybe give me some of the highlights of that yeah. and kind of in layman's terms explain what that means for Fort Polk and kind of for the area too. Yeah, I probably be very similar to what you guys do with the chamber mm-hmm. uh, and all the businesses in Natchitoches, how you look mm-hmm. at Natchitoches uh, several years out. That's the way we're looking at JRTC and Fort Polk. Mm-hmm. It's really an alignment for us uh, to place certain milestones out there. Uh, to say where we want the installation to go, what resources and facilities do we want on the installation, both from training and quality of life for our soldiers and families, and then pursuing the resources that the Army provides to us to actually build these facilities and enhance training. So that's what the campaign plan is really designed to do. It's to provide a, a focus for our staffs and our commanders at GRTC and Fort Polk, not just this year, but in the next several years, that continues to roll over as we get different sets of leaders that come on the installation and provides continuity for us. I see. So what are some of the main points of your plan for the next? Right now, GRTC and Fort Polk is one of three Army installations that is called a quality of life installation. That's a big deal for us. Mm -hmm. So it's us, the National Training Center, again, out at Fort Irwin, California, and Alaska. Mm -hmm. Um, Senior Army leadership has said we want to improve the conditions for soldiers and families at those three installations uh, because of the critical mission they provide for the Army. So that is a central portion of what we built into the campaign plan. And of course, then the JRTC, the Combat Training Center portion of it, we're always enhancing the training center so that we can provide the cutting edge training for soldiers uh, as we look at threats across the globe and what potentially soldiers may face on a battlefield in the future. I see. Well, I think that that about wraps us up for today, unless there's anything else that I missed that you want to talk about. Well, I just appreciate you guys inviting us up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natchitoches are great uh, friends at JRTC and Fort Polk. We always like having you guys down for the box tour, especially. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, this year we've got COVID-19, so we're not going to have one this year, but uh, it will be back on the calendar next year. Uh, so we look forward to all of you coming down and spending some time with us at JRTC and Fort Polk. But thanks for having us today. Most definitely. I didn't actually get to do the box tour last year, but Laura, I know, did it with a couple other folks, and they came back talking about how cool it was, and it was the coolest experience they had ever had, and they just learned a lot that day. So hopefully I get to go next time. I was the number one jumper in the C-130, mm-hmm. um, but Laura probably didn't tell you. She did not. I was floating down. I said, all right, looks like a pretty decent uh, landing spot here. Mm -hmm. And then I realized it was kind of hilly and a lot of rocks in it. So that was a a rough landing. Um, So I paid for that for uh, several weeks after that. But we had a great time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Box tours, always a lot of fun. So we encourage everybody. We'll get the word out and make sure everyone knows that we're having that. Mm -hmm. And we would absolutely uh, enjoy having them come down and spend the day with us. Most definitely. Well, the last question that I always ask my podcast right. guests is, what do you love most about Natchitoches? Natchitoches, like I said, mm-hmm. is uh, a place that our soldiers and Army families can uh, come up and spend a day. Uh, it is a great uh, place to just walk the main street, uh, spend some time down at the Steel Magnolia's house, be over on the NSU campus, uh, do some tailgating, watch a football game, and then come back to Fort Polk. 
uh, but there's a lot of resiliency for us in coming up here and being able to spend the day with your family, walk around, soldiers walking around with their buddies. Um, so we greatly appreciate that you guys really offer that for us as far as a quality of life aspect. So thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. And that's all we have for you today, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this fifth episode of Chamber Chat. And don't forget to give us a subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And join us next time to hear from U.S. Senator Bill Cassidy.